0: Hi there, and welcome, my fellow creatives. My name is Andrew Tischler, and this podcast is dedicated to you, striving to help you improve as an artist and inspire you by bringing you stories from creative professionals from around the world. This is The Creative Endeavor. This is part two of my chat with Cesar Santos. If you haven't already listened to part one, make sure you check that out first. Without further ado, here's Cesar Santos. What are some of the daily habits, what are some of the things that you engage in on a regular basis to ensure that you're dedicated, disciplined, you've got your nose to the grindstone, you are focused, you're engaged? What are some of those rituals?
1: Interesting. Well the first ritual that I discovered that is one of the most helpful ones is to not spend money on 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 things that are not necessary okay I think that's one of the first things that I constantly have in my mind uh, because that will give me power to really use the money so, so for the things that are necessary and and also to give me the room to be free of, of uh, experimenting with ideas without having to to need the money, you know? So right. the first thing I did, even, even as a strategy, like even if I did a lot of still lives at the beginning and I got the first paycheck, what I did with it was save it and then keep doing that. So saving money and having that backing you up is incredibly useful let me because. just
0: let me just echo that for a second though because artists have got the reputation for not only being notoriously flaky but we're really terrible with money like and and, and generally speaking and i'm glad you've you've got that that demon whipped because for me you know early on i I would i'd get these you know sellout exhibitions and i'd be making a lot of money like in my mid-20s you know walking away from a sellout show just going and i had no idea what to do with it so i just started just blowing the money and i I have no idea where it went no idea where it went and 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 i it wasn't until i started getting into personal development and started realizing I need to save. Wow, what a concept. You know, at least 10%, but now for me it's more like, you know, while well, it's over a third of whatever comes in, I'm just putting into the bank, you know, and, and and diversifying and doing things to make sure that it's kind of set up there for a rainy day. So that's that's amazing, you know, and it's a great message for people also starting out, you know, they're like a lot of people are are interested in the things they can buy and things they can have, but the most important thing is to sustain your practice to make sure you can keep painting. Have that money yeah, set aside.
1: I, yeah, that's the that's the that's the, I mean, and for, honestly, I came from Cuba. Communism has gives you nothing, no information about making money. On the contrary, if you save, it's a bad idea because communism wants to keep you always looking for food. And, and build and, and always busy doing necessary stuff so you don't plan ahead, so you don't think about the things that they're doing to you. So that's one of the strategies. So actually, it's a public, um, I was, even in Cuba, I was criticized for saving even five bucks in my birthday. I will save it for the next year when they give me more, I have, then I have 10, then I'll have uh, more power to buy stuff. And all my family will laugh at me. So I love the idea of always saving but the funny thing is that since we were here, my first painting that I sold, I got three thousand dollars, and uh, for the, with this gallery, and I and I didn't know my everybody. When I went to my family with my check, everybody was like, "Oh my god, what the hell?" Like you know, they're never seen that amount of money in a check like that. And and we were like, "Okay, we need to think about this." So I always, of course, got feedback from my family on what to do with the money because I was young, I was 24. Mm. And I said, and I told, uh, so I'm like, I'm gonna take a risk, but I need to find this out. So I went to the gallery within the opening and I met the guy that bought the painting. And I said, oh, he he met me, whatever, oh, nice to meet you, amazing work, great, you're young, all this stuff. And I said uh, to him, I wanna ask you something with total transparency, um, I come from Cuba, my family is poor, I know that to know about money requires a different level, blah, blah, blah. I just gave uh, something along these lines, and I said, if you were me, and you get this check, what would you do with it, knowing my situation, <laughs> so wow. I asked him that. <laughs> And the guy was like, wow, that's funny. And I said, this is the first check I ever get, I'll be honest. And I want to know what you recommend to me so that I can keep it in mind for the future. Because I admire people with with money. I mean, I believe that they offer something so valuable that people want to pay them for it. And the payment is almost like a a suggestion. Keep doing what you're doing because I'm going to buy more. You know, thank you. So that's that's how I saw the idea of making money. So I'm like, (laughs) okay. So And he said, save it do you, he asked me, do you need a car? And I said, actually I do because I'm living in my parents' apartment. And he said, okay, so buy a car with half of that money. Don't spend it on the car. Don't put it as a deposit thinking that the next, no, buy a car that will move you from point A to point B with half of that money. And And the second half, if you can, you know, just do it for necessary stuff, never, um, build like debt. Don't, don't get into that. Don't get into. So he said, "That's what I recommend." And I'm like, "Okay, perfect." So
0: fantastic. So
1: yeah, I learned a lot like that.
0: So, if you had to name one influencer, one artist that you really admire and respect from the past, like an old master, who would it be, and why? You know, it's
1: interesting that I I just see everybody as. Orchestrating something, you, like as orchestrating something, like one thing. I see art as one thing moving along, and all these little people contributed in many ways. And I never, I, I'm never comfortable answering a question like that in the sense that I don't know who, to, like for a specific, like let's say I copy Williams Bouguereau more than any other artist, just because I look at his paintings and I'm like, you know, blown away. I'm, I don't understand how he did it. And uh, I'm trying to understand it, and and so for him for that case. But then I see Jerry Gold painting the heads of the you know the, how do you pronounce it? Cadaver, cadavers, cadavers, like the dead people.
0: Oh, like cadavers, yeah, yeah.
1: Cadavers, yeah, yeah. So he he and painting the raft of the Medusa with such a energy that you can see that hmm. it's like it just matches. So I just love when the artists um, developed a system to communicate a specific idea with the subject matter that he represented. I mean, and I'm in love with that. Mm. But most of the time, I miss the names of the artists or, you know, it's very rare. Like, I admire almost everybody for their good things.
0: Right, right. Good answer, actually, because um, I I struggle with that as well. Um, But I do get people asking me that. And so that's something that I like to throw to other people. Um, I mean, I, how
1: can you say Raphael or Michelangelo, you know, like... Yeah, yeah. One offers this beauty; the other ones offer a little bit of strength, and you know.
0: Yeah, but my my personal struggle is finding something to focus on. I was always told you need to focus on one thing, and and my influences are from everywhere. Like I love landscape, I love portraiture, I love still life. I mean, I'm doing all of it, and for me to choose one artist, it would have to be somebody, maybe like a a John Singer Sargent, who was you know really amazing at just about everything, everything that he put his brush to. You know, he was a master of landscape, a master of portraits, a master of, you know, different mediums from oils to watercolors. And, and his pencil sketches are amazing. They're divine. They're just, there's something incredible to look at. I mean, that guy, he could make a two-dimensional surface talk to you. Yeah.
1: No, he was, he's definitely a master of handling paint. Like, oh my God, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well that no, that's a that's a good answer to a to a silly question. Um what, no, no. what's some uh what's some other stuff that, that maybe you want to talk about? I mean let, let's say let's say you're a... okay, let let's let's ask this. You know, I've got a lot of young people listening to this right now. People that are in primary school, they're like, Oh, I wanna be an artist when I grow up. People that are in high school, they're about to go into university or an art school. You know, even people that are just graduating college and they're about to, you know, step off into as a creative professional in some way. What's some advice, real practical, tangible advice that you would offer to somebody young who was just about to launch their career, or somebody that was thinking about being an artist? What's some things that you think are really important to think about?
1: Um, Okay, the first thing that I would suggest is that to for them to recognize. I mean, it's, this is difficult for anybody to do. That's why it's a, it's always a mystery to answer this stuff. But I would I would go about recognizing what is most needed now to do to get um, to whatever they want to become. You know what I'm saying? Like if you if you need to eat, go eat, and then think about the other stuff. Because if you're thinking about stuff and you're hungry, it's not going to work. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like that's absolutely. Yeah, so, So I see a lot of artists um, that go to the academy and they are thinking about becoming an amazing artist in the future and they still don't know how to do something that the teacher asked them to do. So I believe that, that instead of, and since we are bombarded with information, it can be against us. It could confuse us because it's like you said, you have to focus in one thing and that thing should be yourself. You shouldn't focus in other outside you know, uh, things that influence that. You should be seeing yourself, your surrounding immediate, literally your surroundings and how they are influencing you. Are they taking your time? Are they helping you? And if you're in a class with a teacher, that's because you went to his class, that's his class. And he's teaching something that you find valuable. So don't fight it, go and learn it, learn it. Take from him as much as you can, because if you start resisting even that teaching, um, you will already be losing. And one attitude that I had at the Angel Academy is that everybody would go and question the teachers. Why are you saying this? Why? Blah, blah, blah. And that's the attitude of today's young people. And and I and I have and I have that discipline from Cuba, which is something good that it gave me, is that uh, admire and appreciate the people superior to you and what if they do something that you don't know how to do just focus on that maybe they're stupid in other areas but don't judge them don't cloud it don't make it f- uh, foggy just because you don't like some aspects of them whatever they have that is powerful learn it from them and isolate it and that's what i did at the angel academy the whole time i would if they would tell me that's darker that's either i saw why it's darker or i made it darker and see how it is better now because if there is a reason why he said that that should be darker and, and I would just do that automatically. And, and, um, because that's the first step. I just wanted to learn how to paint. So my, my, my advice would be to not, not worry about the world through the phone. Let's say now we have a phone and that's a good maybe analogy to make because I see everybody stressed out about things that they are, they have no, uh, contact with,
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm control saying? Control over, it's always, yeah. yeah, It's always outside
1: of the of themselves in and their surroundings. That's right. So, yeah. I, so I would recommend everybody to to do what Jordan Peterson says: clean your room, and when it's clean, put things in order, and step by step. It's clear. It's more simple than people think. When people ask me, "Oh my God, how you did it?" I'm like, "How are you not doing it?" Like that's yeah, the I'm, yeah, yeah. Just, just this simple, and and be patient thing. too, because everybody wants to have everything so fast now. And art, develop, and art has a value because of its development in time. Like you cannot, you know, if you, if, if you really want something of value, you have to know what type of thing it is. Maybe you know, in, in terms of art, you have to give it time. There's no way. That, I mean, I'm still finding out. People ask me questions and I said, I cannot do that right now because I don't even know exactly what it means. And and it's, and it's true. It takes time. We're young. I mean, I'm 35. Artists that I admire
0: mm.
1: are way older. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. so we have time to develop and get better.
0: Yeah.
1: And I think that is one thing that we're not valuing anymore. We want everything fast and everything has to be with problematic and everything has a negative side. No, not if you want it to be, like, if you want it to be positive, it is positive, Like It depends. Unless you're suffering in pain, that's a problem, and that you should take care of that at the moment. But if you're in no physical pain, and if you have food and water, just look at the next thing that is normal. Like, I mean, it's tough to, to say it, but...
0: Yeah, uh, I th- I you you bring in a very interesting perspective to this. Again, you know, with your background of coming from Cuba and and you know, getting out of that situation and having new opportunities. Um, there are a lot of people out there that are actually will be listening to this that are in the third world and feel trapped and want to be an artist. Um, and this is a real tough one. I do not have an answer to this. I, I am ashamed to say that for the most part, I try to give people my time and my attention. But I, I, there's very little that I can say that I feel you know, equipped to say beyond just, well, best of luck with that. You know, I had a guy from, I think it was Nairobi. You know, and, and he was sending me pictures on Instagram from his village. And he just said, I, I'm learning from you. And I was looking at what he was working with. And it was really rudimentary at best. Like it was like, you know, charcoal and a bit of wood, you know, and he's just trying. And, and I even find myself getting a little bit choked up when I, when I talk about this thinking, you know, thank God. Why am I so lucky? You know, I, I, it's not that I feel guilty for my success. I don't. But I do feel this overwhelming responsibility to give back to others, especially somebody like that guy sitting in his village, you know, without anything. I think, I,
1: but uh, maybe, but he's lucky too. Maybe he's happier than, than you. In, or I mean, not, sure. in the sense of I, don't, the I don't
0: mean yeah. to. Yeah, absolutely. And look, it's important not to project. Maybe he is happier. But look, the thing is, is that he was coming to me in this situation as, hey, I have no access to the materials you're talking about. And I want yeah. access and it was being cut off this feeling of being cut off like you were striving for something and being and it's just like You know what? Nope, not an option for you, you know?
1: Yeah, no, and but uh, I didn't mean it like the way I meant that uh, idea because I don't believe let's say I go to Cuba and I cry the whole time because I'm looking at the Situation there when I went back to visit my family and it's um, I, I was millimeters from being there and not being able to become Who, who I am now? But I remember the time that I was in Cuba, like, it's the same. You're always with, I mean, the thing is that you can always compare yourself with higher and bigger things. Like, um, according to them, maybe someone, because I've gotten, um, I got a picture now that you said that from Africa, uh, uh someone was making a copy of one of my paintings and they said, sir, you, I admire you so much, blah, blah, blah. And they were making it. And I, and I also saw that, but I, I saw it. If I compare it to my situation, it's super sad. But if I compare my situation with the people that I admire and want, I'm sad, like, you know, they probably yeah. see me as a deal. It's, you know? <laughs> so there's always there's always room to be sad or happy. Sure. Um, so in, in a sense, uh, what we're doing is great because we are talking from an honest point of view. We're yeah. not saying, look at me and this wall cost this. Like we're not doing that. And I think if people really understand what we're saying is that you as a human being, you have a value and you have a responsibility to fix, to be a better version of what you have. Because we cannot do anything about who we are and how we came from. And if you do that by by default, you will become a better version of you. And that makes you proud of who you are becoming, you know? Because if you keep comparing yourself, there is always that sad feeling or that depressive moment. But if you said, wow, I was that yesterday and now I know more, I'm pretty cool. I'm pretty sure that that kid painting in that village is the cool kid in the village. You know, he He had a crowd around him.
0: (laughs) He did have a crowd around him. Yeah, yeah,
1: he probably has access to internet or they give it to him and that's a plus. And maybe he's, he has the charcoal and he's making stuff and people want to pay him for it at that level. That is what it is. You know, everybody should be within themselves, but it's true what you're saying. Like, and even the, the value that I said that I think from what you're saying is that that is even, uh, that gives us more room to be extremely happy of who we are and what yeah. we have,
0: yeah.
1: and, and be so grateful. That's I mean, every night yeah. I say I'm so grateful. I just need good health. That's and I try my best to keep my health. And one of the rituals, since you asked me, was to go to the gym every day, yeah. and I keep myself, you know. Um, doing physical work with my whole body because yeah. my body is carrying me and I need yeah. to take care of it for it to take care of me. So we're like a trading, you know, uh, one hour that I don't like. I mean, I I enjoy working out, but I always tell people that don't like it as much. I say one hour, trade one hour of something that you don't like for your body to like it and and get back to you and pay you back for that, you know, in a bigger Uh,
0: way so that's a really good way of looking at it because I mean I'm I'm an obsessive exerciser and there was a period of time um, and you can probably even see this in my early videos that I was quite into bodybuilding Um, but then I I stopped uh, and and kinda opted for a more kind of vegetable based diet with lots of smoothies and juices and I've gone now to working on on running kettlebells and some calisthenics and that sort of thing but I, I can't speak highly enough for exercise and the ability to just like yeah move your body make the sacrifice i hated it in the beginning but then i found you know that it was i was you know getting these results and i just felt better the main result was you know it's not that i wanted big muscles or anything i just wanted to feel better you know that feeling of putting a heavy weight on your back and doing squats and putting the weight down and but the, the thing with exercise though the, the the interesting trade-off mentally for me was is it, it caused me to have this physical metaphor for life, and it ended up impacting positively my art career as well. It made me go, hang on, I can put that much weight on my back. I was afraid to do it. I lifted it. I did it. What else can I do? You know, exactly. and, and, and it caused me to go, well, you know, no, no talking to galleries or asking for the sale or networking with clients or putting yourself out there, Nothing of that nature is as painful as legs day, <laughs> you know, that, that's, that, that's, that's the painful thing, you know, and, and so no, when you can go through smart. that,
1: yeah, it keeps your mind active and it keeps you, you know, uh, I think, it, you know, I've heard so many, I mean, I'm not a scientist, but, uh, but I've heard so many things about that intelligence starts to decline after a certain period, uh, even like younger than us. And, and the exercise is the only thing that can save it, that keeps it high up there. So I mean, and and also it's a it's a luxury for me to be able to to not exercise all day. For instance, if I tell my father to go to the gym, he will say, I don't want to I don't want to say a bad word, but he will say, you know, F- off. Because
0: um, I'll beat that. Know. It's fine. <laughs>
1: um, because he's been the whole day doing stuff that is very tiring. He's been carrying stuff, and it's not exercises in the term in the sense of repetition for a for a muscle to develop yeah but uh, he's exhausted and and in a way i'm glad that i i am able to paint in a very calm you know resting kind of i mean it's walking back and forth but nothing compared to what my dad does all day long yeah and then I, i can go to the gym and feel that connection with my body that is missing that if i was in cuba i had to carry buckets of water to be able to have water in the house i had to do you know lift stuff and climb up the steps like so many things that are physically exhausting mm. And so in a way it's a luxury to go to the gym. So people that say I don't go to the gym and they were sitting the whole day Wow, like you don't even Like who you are or your life because you should you have a body to do stuff Make it do it because it yeah. needs it. Otherwise it will go, you know down
0: Yeah, yeah, a- absolutely. No exercise eat your vegetables and exercise Yeah so you look like a pretty pretty healthy guy, um, you know, you, you, you look like you don't really engage in much uh, stuff like, uh, like alcohol or smoking or drugs or anything like that. You're sharp, you're mentally, you're with it, you're focused. Um, but uh, something that I found really interesting is that, you know, especially amongst my peers who were, um, you know, artists as well, um, a few of them actually really got into drugs and alcohol. Uh, one of them unfortunately, um, you know no longer with us um, but uh, i I kind of vowed early on that I would never kind of get into that stuff you know because I thought, damn I could I could really lose myself down there. How do yeah. you feel about that like what are your what are your thoughts towards towards you know substances
1: Well, and uh, substances and food and all this stuff I'm pretty i don't know if I, it's because I'm, I come from. I don't know if my background has to do with it. Of course, I mean, must, but I don't consider it. I just do what, what I like, you know, I, in that moment. Like normally I don't drink because I, don't, I never like the taste of, of alcohol. And, and, and sometimes I just drink socially, a couple of beers, but you never, you know, but only in those situations I enjoy doing all these bad things. I mean, I would never do like heavy drugs or anything like that. Uh, because I don't want that to be, you know, I don't want to make an error that will cost me, you know, bigger things. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't take the trade for the fun part. I mean, and when they explain to me what drugs do to them, I'm like, I think I'm feeling it even normally, you know, like
0: Hmm.
1: I don't have to go to that, uh, to actually doing it to feel sensitive or see a painting yeah, cool move. I find like that.
0: that I'm always on that, <laughs> that edge myself as well, thinking I, my brain is pretty weird already without adding something to it to make it even weirder, you know? um that you're already seeing things in a very strange way i was always worried it might unlock some door that i didn't want to open <laughs> yeah
1: yeah no and, and even with food is funny because i try to I, my diet is a kind of like a cuban diet which is rice beans and then know, potato or yucca roots and uh it has vegetables in it uh some vegetables like you know like well not even not that much but it has you know some lettuce tomatoes stuff like that Light like, mm. and and then and some meat too, but oh my god, this went off again. It's alright. This is it's funny because it's charging, but it's going down. Like the the we're spending more energy than what it's gaining. It's
0: funny. Oh gee, just, okay.
1: I'm at four percent, but uh, but that's fine. Um, so let's say if I'm if I'm painting and, I, and it's four in the morning and I'm hungry, and the only thing open is McDonald's or something, I don't mind going and eating there because i i find that my body is um uh, is more complicated than than the idea of eating something that is bad for you i mean it depends what is bad and, and i mean it, again in cuba mm. i maybe the nutrition was natural but i was malnourished i mean if you go to cuba you see the people like the skin their things like they're not well Nourished, I mean, yeah, yeah nutrition is not part of so they're, they're lacking in a lot of ways and we always have to send Vitamins and stuff like that to keep them healthy. Yeah
0: Well, yeah.
1: uh, so so I mean and then what and maybe that truck I Don't know. Maybe that's a mindset that is not beneficial for me now, but if I see that I need to eat something. I don't. I don't see the bad parts that he has. I see the good things that he has, and I eat it. And then next day, I'm gonna go to the gym. And as long as I see myself with energy, moving, I don't mind once in a while doing stuff that most yeah. people would just call me crazy for doing it.
0: <laughs> we all are gonna have a cheat day now and again. How how many hours do you work? What uh, how well, what's your work week look like?
1: I'm working the whole time, man. I haven't gotten a vacation since I graduated from, from, uh, from school. And one, I mean, every time I travel is for work. Every time I do something is for my career. I don't enjoy anything else. So I get up and I either, you know, if I have to attend to emails or messages, I do that and my phone is always with me so i'm i can always work with that and at the same time i can always paint or think about painting or create a video i'm always doing it as long as i'm awake i'm doing it and you know we have 16 16 hours of work
0: wow so you're you're working pretty much 16 hours a day seven days a week
1: yeah sleeping eight working 16 that sounds like a fair doesn't your yeah. uh,
0: doesn't your wife need to you know go out now now and again and you know don't that's do part you of get...
1: that's part of work <laughs>
0: it's part of work <laughs> you've you've worked yeah. you found the secret my friend you found the secret
1: <laughs> yeah no that's fine of work uh you, you go out you uh, get uh, you know the stress come out or like you get distracted you see other things you get ideas you talk to your wife you go i mean Everything is, I mean, I don't mean working like painting, painting, painting 16 hours. I mean, focus just being me, you know, like be, thinking about my work. And and there is a moment that your art becomes you, that there's no division, you know. And that's mm. why I don't have a studio even outside of my house. I love being, having lunch, looking at my paintings, talking to my wife.
0: Yeah, that I mean, that's really interesting. That's something that I found as well, too, is that I, I'm not actually um interested in having a studio outside the home or at least on a separate property. I mean I'm about to build another studio here on the piece of property that that we own here in the South Island. But it's um I, I couldn't imagine being that far away. I would have to live and breathe you know my work. Um so that that's really interesting. I mean so you are the work of art. You are the work in progress. So every day you're <laughs> waking you're kind of you're focused on I love that. I think I think that's fantastic. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. And I,
1: and I, oh sorry what? no no you go go on no I was gonna say that I um, another thing that I can suggest to artists is to try always new things even and, and and challenge the idea of being embarrassed you know like don't care for that because the price you pay for uh, for not for not being embarrassed is, is too much for the price you will get like for what you will gain if you try new stuff and you hit a right note. And, and you know, so it's, for me, it was easy math. As, as soon as I didn't care about the negative influences around me, unless they touched me, like if they really touch me, it means something more than an insult or a, criti- or a criticism. Yeah. It's, it's something that I need to look at myself and see if I can make it better. So mm-hmm. that's why we need to stay in the lookout for the response from the people. But yeah. at the same, but at the same time, you need to in your art try new stuff. And at first, everybody is gonna not like it mo- most of the time. I mean, at the beginning, because you're tr- it's immature, you're trying. And, and but if you see that the response comes from the the thing that you're creating being unusual then that's a good response because we all react to things that we are not comfortable with, that we don't know yet. And, and but that so it depends on what the negative feedback is about. So I, I would suggest always be on the lookout for symbols and, and see how you can manage to to move the new things to a good thing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's um, that's really. Yeah. Very, very interesting. Interesting points raised there. Hey, look, let's um, let's wrap this up. <laughs> Sorry, <I didn't> <laughs> 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 do you have a wrap for us, Caesar? I love the way you finish your YouTube videos. Look, let, let's um, let me just ask you though. Um, you know what, what's new for you? You've got a fantastic YouTube channel. Um, you, you know you're, you're putting out const, uh, constant. Amazing content, and it's it's. I love that it's you know mainly verbal, and and you're you're talking to people, and you're you're talking more about the the mental aspect behind being an artist and things that are important. What's new for you on your channel? What are some of the directions you're going in? So
1: with my YouTube channel, I saw it as an opportunity to have fun. I love acting. I spent four years acting in theater and having an agent getting me commercials, so like little jobs here and there, soap operas. So, I love the camera and I love talking to people, as as, as you can tell maybe from my <laughs> animated uh, camera. But, so I said, why not do a video? The only thing that was holding me back from a YouTube channel was a little bit of the time, but mainly the ignorance. I had no idea how to do a video, edit it, and yeah. I didn't want to get into that whole thing. So, I'm so lucky that my wife liked it and she took on the job. She said, I'm gonna learn how to edit I'm gonna learn how to do this. So in a That's couple a of weeks, plan. in a couple of weeks, I had some people that knew what to do here, and they kind of like put the program in and show her how to work on it, and uh, and we practiced with my first videos, and we kept going like that. So it, it became That's more great. like a in-house project type yeah. of thing. Then, the I mean, because on not-
0: that, this is where my wife works, and she's doing the editing. So when that people is- look at the videos, I mean, you know, we're we're a team just like you guys, yeah. you know, and and when you can oh, work I with people. Do- your- yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing to, to be able to do that. Very lucky.
1: And and I realized that there are people like you out there teaching valuable stuff. I didn't want to do the same in the sense I don't want to be overlapping with that because I see yeah. that that's valuable. And I saw Prokopenko also teaching like the drawing aspect <laughs> with the structure.
0: Stan so Prokopenko, a, yeah. Yeah, yeah
1: there is a bunch of... Uh, of Of combination of artists out there sharing their knowledge and I said that's amazing how can I have fun in a in a unique way for for me so since I like the I think and I think also it's important to to talk about art to, yeah. to bring ideas is as important as telling you how to make it. You know?
0: Well, I, I certainly enjoy that aspect. And I I, I love watching those videos because I find I come away from your videos thinking about something in a different way or taking on a new idea um, and, and just kind of questioning. I think the main thing is to question the methods that you've adopted, maybe subconsciously or unconsciously you know and and go why am i doing it that way and and i think (laughs) that what you do for me is you you get that ball rolling in my mind and i'm kind of i find myself going oh right it, it takes it takes that unconscious stuff makes it conscious makes me think quite a bit more about that so um caesar tell everybody out there where they can find you where your website instagram facebook all that sort of thing
1: well if uh, they can find me my channel on YouTube is Caesar Santos that's pretty much it and on on Instagram again Cesar Santos or sometimes I write it Santos Art. art yeah. um, but I think with Cesar Santos it'll be more direct and yeah that's my website too all that um, I, yeah, I don't know how to what else to to say up there but
0: no, that my
1: name correct. No, even even uh, when I look at my uh, analytics and uh, on my YouTube, I see that they search for my name in a really wrong way, but they finally they find me most of the time.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. Well, Anyways. stay tuned and and keep a lookout for everything else that Caesar is doing. Some amazing things on his YouTube channel, and I really again enjoy um you know having the opportunity to talk to people like you and and just bounce ideas around i think it's just it's an amazing opportunity that we have and um i certainly hope that people out there have gotten something um out of this conversation
1: of course and thank you because people like you inspire me to open the youtube video uh the youtube channel also you know i I was looking at you and i'm like man this is working that i mean i like that it it can work so thanks for the inspiration and thanks for reaching out i said yes immediately because uh, (laughs) it was going to be an interesting conversation with you man yeah thank you so
0: oh look my pleasure my pleasure thank you so much caesar for for being on the podcast and i really i hope we have the opportunity to talk again soon we will awesome awesome thanks dude. Well, I really hope that you've enjoyed this chat with Cesar Santos and maybe you've come away with a few new ideas and maybe a new approach to your creative practice. If you enjoyed this, then make sure you leave me a review on whatever platform you're listening to this on. As always, you can find out more about me on my website, www.andrewtischler.com. And I really look forward to bringing you more stories from other creative professionals from around the world. Thanks so much for stopping by.